This is Marissa Meltzer recording Zendaya for British Vogue October. It's lunchtime on a spotlessly sunny day in LA, and Zendaya and I are in a corner booth in the back room of a hotel in West Hollywood discussing her workaholic tendencies. I hate spare time, she says, wrinkling her nose a little. I just don't know what I'm doing when I'm not working. I'm like, I don't know what this, and here the actor waves her hands over her body, is. Unlike most 20-somethings, Zendaya, her last name is Coleman, but as with Rihanna or Adele, who needs it, already has a long and varied career behind her. A veteran of two different Disney series, she's been working a nine to five since I was 13. Her extracurricular activities include competing on Dancing with the Stars, she was runner-up aged 16, and co-designing a capsule collection for Tommy Hilfiger. She's also the face of Lancome, Bulgari, and Valentino. She has had a Barbie made in her likeness and met all of her heroes, Beyonce, so supportive, Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, with upwards of 104 million Instagram followers. Next up is presumably world domination. Take the autumn she has planned, which will see her take over the big and small screens. In December, she will reprise her part as MJ in Marvel's Spider-Man No Way Home. What can she say about it? Nothing but not before she will star opposite Timothy Chalamet in the hugely anticipated remake of legendary 1965 cerebral sci-fi novel Dune this October. Then comes the second season of Sam Levinson's defining Gen Z show Euphoria, in which Zendaya plays teen addict Rue, a role that, last year, made her the youngest woman to win Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series at the Emmy Awards. We meet during a grueling week of night shoots for the latter. If not instantly recognizable, it's those bewitching eyes and slightly downturned mouth that give her away. You'd think that 5 foot 10 inches Zendaya would be unmissable, but she slides into the back room so quietly that it takes a moment to notice she's arrived at the table. She's wearing a white tank, sans bra, as all cool young women do these days. Tommy Hilfiger trousers, Converse Chuck Taylors, and seemingly no makeup. Half of her long hair is swept up off her face. The rest falls in soft curls, reaching halfway down her back. Her phone lights up with a call from Levinson, and as she reaches for it, I spot a yellow diamond ring, at least five carats, maybe six, from Bulgari. This is my splurge, my treat myself, she smiles. I do get a little employee discount, she laughs shyly. It feels like it's gonna be an heirloom, like one day I can give it to my grandchildren. Grandchildren? If that feels premature from a woman who, when we meet, is still 24, it is in keeping for someone who gets called grandma a lot. Like many child actors, Zendaya is someone who seems at once young and old, world-weary and a little, not naive, but open and excited to learn everything she can about life, which she's largely seen from the vantage point of film sets and publicity appearances. A friend's 16-year-old son told me that when he watched her play a teenage spy 
on her Disney series, Casey Undercover. She struck him as an old soul. She laughs and nods. I've been told that many, 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 many times. This year feels like Zendaya's career is catching up to that reputation. Her last film, Malcolm and Marie, a smart two-hander also starring John David Washington, shot in crisp black and white and released at the start of 2021, felt like her coming-of-age moment, her transition from starlet to star. Conceived and filmed entirely in lockdown, it also marked Zendaya's first credit as a movie producer, one who ensured that part of the proceeds of the film went to the charity Feeding America. If Malcolm and Marie was an indication of her ambition, Dune, directed by Denis Villeneuve, shows her determination to take her career trajectory into her own hands. The film centers on the Atreides, a family of interplanetary aristocrats who have recently taken over management of the desert planet Arrakis, where spice, the most valuable substance in the universe, is mined. Zendaya set her sights on playing Chani, a mysterious figure who Paul Trades, Chalamet, the scion of the family, keeps having visions of and who seems somehow connected to his future. Before they were even looking at people, I heard about it, recalls Zendaya. And I was like, I really want to get in the room. They weren't looking in my direction. And I was like, hey, I'm here. Zendaya was eager to work with Villeneuve. I don't think he makes bad movies and had never met Chalamet before, but like everyone else, thought he was special. It seemed to her like a dream team. Villeneuve didn't take much convincing. I remember meeting Chani for the first time when Zendaya made me believe that she had been raised on an alien planet in the deep desert in the roughest environment, he tells me, of the audition. We all know Zendaya is a brilliant actress, but I was particularly amazed by the high precision of her acting skills, her intelligence, her graceful patience, and her great generosity. She's one of the most professional artists I've ever worked with. Zendaya felt like Chalamet, in particular, appreciated her presence. I was the only other person closer to his age on the cast, so he was like, awesome, someone who understands my jokes. They threw dance parties in her trailer. He just rolled up with his little boombox, she laughs, and would play 2000s dance songs like Soldier Boy. We got in a nice, beautiful rhythm where we were able to snap into focus on scenes, but we had so much fun too, Chalamet tells me, describing Zendaya as a total icon and a great friend. They text and see each other when she's in New York or he's in LA. He's obviously a very talented actor, but just a wonderful person and a good friend to have, she says, especially in this industry. It's nice to have other people who are going through it too and that you can talk to. Zendaya isn't someone who wears the world too lightly. Does she have a therapist, I ask? Yeah, of course I go to therapy, she says. I mean, if anybody is able to possess the financial means to go to therapy, I would recommend they do that. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with working on yourself and dealing with those things with someone who can help you, someone who can talk to you, 
who's not your mom or whatever, who has no bias. The pandemic brought with it her first kind of taste of sadness, where you wake up and you just feel bad all day. Like, what the F is going on? What is this dark cloud that's hovering over me and I don't know how to get rid of it, you know? You can see how she may be channeling some of those depressive moments into her role as the often numb Rue in Euphoria, a show that deals with subjects such as addiction, sex, and violence. But, she points out, she's also the most sober person you could ask to play this part. I can only understand it to an extent, and then I have to lean on Sam. He was an addict for many years as a teenager, and he's been clean since he was 19 years old. That's the thing that makes me hopeful. When we have all this really dark shit, especially this season breaks my heart for Rue, there's a glimmer of hope because I know that she is a version of him. It's touching the way she talks with such emotion about both Levinson's past and the fictional Rue, who is part Zendaya, part Levinson, and part her own person altogether. It's such a brutal season, emails Levinson. And what I love the most about Z is she's able to get to those dark places. And then as soon as I call cut, she's hanging out behind the monitor, eating Cheesecake Factory and cracking jokes. He goes on. She's also family. We just shoot the shit all day. We talk about the show, the characters, life, movies, politics. She's one of the most grounded human beings I know. It seems Zendaya's most important relationships straddle the line between business and pleasure. I like being on set, she shrugs. It's my social life. She was the first major client of her stylist and close friend, Law Roach, who she met when she was 14, around the time Roach owned a vintage store in Chicago. They hit it off and he took her shopping for an outfit to wear to a premiere. Now they communicate in shorthand, sending each other screenshots of inspiration. Zendaya scrolls through her phone, showing me the references for her Vogue shoot, such as Cindy Crawford and other supermodels and power poses. They have also started work building her an archive of designer clothes. I want to reuse my clothes. I want to be able to wear that dress again when I'm 40 and be like this old thing really finding good vintage pieces that I want to invest my money in. Mostly though, she has a hard time spending on herself. My mother is a saver, and so I try to keep that in mind. Then my dad's like, you know, you can't spend it when you're dead, kind of thing. I'm somewhere in between. At 23, she took her first holiday to Greece and told her assistant, Darnell Appling, they met when he was her stand-in on Casey Undercover and remain incredibly close, living together in her home in the San Fernando Valley. To take her card, pay for everything, and not tell her how much so she wouldn't stress out. It's something she talks to her therapist about. The hope is to have a career where you can be in a position financially to just do things you want to do because you enjoy the work and not have to worry about the other things, she says. She's not sure she's there yet, revealing the weight of duty behind her drive. But I'm always like, I will always need to work because if I don't work, then everything can be gone tomorrow.
Zendaya grew up in Oakland in the San Francisco Bay Area in Northern California. It's a city that never lost its radical edge. It was home to the Black Panthers, though in recent years, tech world money has crept in. Zendaya has a white mother, Claire Stomer, and a black father, Kazembe Ajamu Coleman, both teachers who are now divorced. My parents worked very hard to provide me with everything that I could have ever wanted as a child, she says. During the summers, her mother worked for a Shakespeare festival. I grew up in the theater. I was a little kid watching Richard III. In that sense, she was the classic, precocious, only child surrounded by adults. Actually, she has five half-siblings, three sisters and two brothers, though they are much older. Even so, they're tight-knit. Her sister works for her, and her brothers don't live far away, and they have children who are close to Zendaya's age. To them, she's Auntie Dea. I like to think I'm the cool aunt. I have this whole situation the other day where my little niece had friends over, I'm like, do you want to hang out? Do you need a ride? She says in an overly eager manner. But she seems to be not too embarrassed for me. Euphoria helps with that. But she ribs them too. My niece, who is two years older than me, was wearing a side part in skinny jeans. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you didn't hear? Skinny jeans are canceled. You're out, honey. You're out. Her family helps ground and protect her including in her very private but much dissected love life. Zendaya has acted opposite pretty much all the internet's boyfriends. Chalamet in Dune, Jacob Elordi in Euphoria, John David Washington in Malcolm and Marie, Zac Efron in The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I've seen those tweets, she laughs, but dating her IRL is, she insists, a tall order. The list of approvals is long. My dad, my brothers, it's a whole thing. Good luck to whoever wants to take that on, she scoffs. Perhaps her Spider-Man co-star Tom Holland, who has long been rumored to be her boyfriend, is up to the task. After all, the following day photos appear of the pair kissing in a car after our lunch. Who can blame her for being reticent to go public with something as intimate and potentially dramatic as your love life in your mid-twenties. This is someone who refused to have her first kiss on screen as a teenage Disney star. I remember being on Shake It Up and being like, I'm not gonna do this. I'm going to kiss him on the cheek because I haven't been kissed yet, so I don't want the kiss to be on camera, she remembers. Anyway, she's not shutting down Hollywood clubs. She's a homebody who spends her time watching movies and listening to true crime podcasts. During lockdown, she started painting. Her Euphoria co-star, Hunter Schaefer, bought her some oils. If it's not effing Picasso first time, I do it. I'm upset about it, she says, of getting to grips with the pastime. For those astrologically inclined, Yes, she is a perfectionist Virgo. But for all her inclination towards perfectionism, Zendaya is not interested in a timeline. I've never been like, I want to do this at this time, then from this age, I want to do this. One day I'll have a family, but I'm not trying to put a number on it. It'll happen if it's meant to happen. True feminism, she says, has to be intersectional and encompass women that look like you, women who don't look like you, women whose experiences are different than you, 
That means black women. That means trans women. That means all women. Does she think about what she might tell her future children about what it's like being black in America at this moment? She sighs. I mean, that's a big question. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to tell them. Honestly, they'll be able to look at what I've done and my body of work and see it. Art, she believes, is a huge cataclyst for change. If I ever do become a filmmaker, I know that the leads of my films will always be black women. And that's certainly on her list. On set, she likes to sit near the monitors and ask questions about storyboarding shots. I gotta hurry up and figure out how to effing become a director man. I'm trying, I'm learning every day, I really am. There's so much I want to do. Levinson predicts she'll be an astonishing filmmaker. Before she gets too far ahead of herself, she still has this autumn to get through. We wrap up before she heads back into another long night of filming. Still on the horizon are two press tours for Dune and Spider-Man, as well as her 25th birthday at the start of September. There won't, she tells me, be a party this year. She'll be in Venice working. It's not a bad way to spend your birthday, she smiles. Dune will be released in cinemas on 21 October.